0: the doctor is in the house yes hello ladies and gentlemen this is dr ron and i am in the house today i am the host of dr ron unfiltered uncensored and our sixth year and, and over 400 and some episodes so thank you so much for tuning in and this program contains general med- medical information the medical information heard on this program is not advice it should not be treated as such you are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician and again feedspot.com if you have not visited them please do so Feedspot, F-E-E-D-S-P-O-T dot com. They continue to uh, select our show to be in the top 50 podcasts, and we're working our way up. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, let's keep up the good work, and let's keep us on the air because what we do, uh, telling the truth and bringing you information you are not getting on the mainstream misinformation stations, uh, is getting harder and harder to do with the censoring and we do this with an attitude of gratitude what what a great uh, emotion it is to be grateful because grateful people are happier and they're less distressed they're less depressed and generally more satisfied with the relationships and they have great hormone production and uh, we want to re- replace living in fear with living in love and we want you to continue to use your powers of imagination and logic really important. And for today, we're asking you please, please be the CEO of your own body. I brought you programs on um, a crisis in humanity. I've brought you a program on death by modern medicine death by pharmaceuticals. I think you maybe you're getting the getting the idea what's going on. If you don't take control, you're, you're you're not going to do good from here on in you are not going to do well I have a request the email address for this program is Doc radio d-o-c-r-o-n radio at gmail.com I have a very faithful listener who has a daughter that has potentially dangerous hormone problems And I'm looking for someone to make a recommendation in the North Carolina area or the southeastern area to help this poor woman. Anyone that is a expert in hormones, especially female hormones. If you know someone, naturopath, allopath, anyone, homeopathic physician, please uh, let me know at the email address of docronradio at gmail.com. Uh, let's see if uh, we as a family can uh, can help this 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 woman. This would be much appreciated by her family, and I would preci- appreciate it as a host and trying to do some good on this program. So if you can uh, give me some help, I sure would appreciate it. So look, you know, not a day goes by my blood pressure doesn't go up. Uh, because of things that I read and hear, you know, just like boom, you know, I want my head wants to explode. It wants to explode. What's happening with the vaccines? How we're getting gaslighted by people telling you it's normal for children to have myocarditis and pericarditis and pericardial effusions. The death rate in children is less than 0.01% and they wanna inject a experimental drug into our kids. If you look at children's health defense, you'll see that most of the physicians on the advisory committee are compromised. There's one that has even received over $400,000 from the pharmaceutical industry. I am getting, uh, it's getting harder and harder for me to keep my head on. Like I'm using duct tape to keep my head from blowing up. So I'm going to bring you some information about this today to, to drive home the point that it's really important for you to take care of yourself, to listen to shows like mine, to listen to shows like Dr. Jerry Smith and Stu Peters, uh, Others that are going to bring you the truth. Dr. McCullough. I, I I I get so frustrated, ladies and gentlemen, of all the lies that are that are propagated. And we'll talk about the AMA, we'll talk about local medical societies, how they are threatening doctors with loss of licensing if they prescribe ivermectin or or hydroxychloroquine. The two drugs that can cure this COVID that, that would have negated any need for the vaccine. So when you have medications that can cure a disease, why do you need a vaccine? It all comes down to money. It comes down to phony, Fauci, Gates, the Rockefellers, putting, making billionaires and trillionaires and then when you start looking at the numbers for uh, breakthrough cases and people that are really dying, they are occurring in fully vaccinated people. Now we'll talk about the great Barrington uh, Declaration today. We'll talk about the AMA today. But first, something you should know about on a really practical level and that is the CPAP machine. I was just looking up before the show and, um, a lot of money is being spent on, on, uh, on CPAPs. There's an estimated 22 million people in the United States alone that have some form of sleep apnea. They, they wake up gasping for breath and it can occur repeatedly through the night and it can and it can cause daytime drowsiness, poor concentration, and of course, diminished productivity if you're not rested. And it can go on to cause heart disease, stroke, hypertension, and even dementia. Remember, you cannot you can only live four minutes without oxygen, you can live days without food and water, but only four minutes without oxygen. And our, our veterans are, are struggling with this and it's rising in our veteran population. And according to the VA's Office of Inspector General, there were 1.3 million veterans were diagnosed with this condition in 2019. That increased 44% from 2015. So there, there was definitely a need for some help, but it's just not putting any CPAP or a tube that's connected to a mask and then slapping it on you at night so you can sleep better. I'm here to tell you, and I don't, I have not seen this any place. So you might, I might be wrong, but I have not seen it. So I'm going to tell you about it. Multiple machines, both the CPAP and the BiPAP machines made by Phillips have a little piece of foam wedged inside to make them quieter. However, those foam pieces could break down and you could be inhaling the tiny remains and the chemicals that they contain. And guess what? Those chemicals have been linked to cancer. So they estimate about 2 million of the 22 plus million people who have sleep apnea have a Philips device. So you might want to check with your doctor or the retailer who supplied you your machine to see if it's part of the recall and replace it if necessary. And don't have a false sense of security. We're just wearing the CPAP at night. If you have sleep apnea, this machine can do good for you, but only so much. It can deliver that life-saving oxygen. But it, you know what? It doesn't get to the splinter. It doesn't fix anything. And that's true for the surgery that snips out part of your throat. And there's even a zapper, puts electricity in your tongue. Ah. But it is FDA approved. How about that? Getting your tongue zapped with electricity. But most often sleep apnea is caused by what? Obesity. So let's get to the cause. Let's get to the splinter. So we can get rid of the dangers linked to this apnea. Like I said, heart disease to dementia and even death. And uh, and also, how about the danger of hauling around too much fat? So, drop those extra pounds, ladies and gentlemen. Even dropping some of that excess weight can have a dramatic make a dramatic difference. There are studies out there that show that you can breathe e- easier just by losing ten percent of your body weight. Who knows? If you lose a lot more, maybe you can cure the condition completely. So let's look into the CPAP machines made by uh, Phillips. Let's thank Dr. Alan Spring for bringing this to our attention. Uh, But I think this is really important uh, that you know this. Two million of you that could be affected by this. Okay, so let's go on. And let's just mention have you heard of a Dr. J. Budhakarya? Dr. Budhakarya entered Stanford at age 18 and stayed there. He has lots of degrees. And he, had, he has taken a stance on this whole COVID Chinese virus and the experimental vaccines. Along with epidemiologists, uh, Martin Koldorf of Harvard and Sunitra Gupta of Oxford, they authored, co-authored the Great Barrington Declaration, which argued for protecting the vulnerable while allowing those with little risk to go about their business. He was not for the lockdowns that were precipitated by a false modeler, Neil, uh, from um, Great Britain. Dr. Karia is a research associate at the National Bureau of Economic Research and Stanford Center for Demo- Demography and Economics of Health and Aging. He says a few things that I'll summarize here. Early in the pandemic, the World Health Organization warned of an infection fatality rate of three to 4%. And that's why they, they locked us all down and they use other drastic measures to take away our rights and our constitutional rights. Dr. Budakaria in March of 2020 postulated the rate was only about 0.01%. And he's right. Even phony Fauci said in the new england journal of medicine in march of 2020 the rate was probably less than one percent and it could turn out to be .01 percent and you know Fauci, as dr buddhikaria they knew that you can't uh, just wipe out a disease down to zero it's not possible But the Great Barrington Declaration was behind a focus protection. Protect those with the greatest risk, those over 85 years old compared to a five-year-old. The survival rate for those under 70, according to the CDC, is 99.5%. And for those over 70, it's 95%. And if you have fewer than two comorbidities, it's even less. But there were a lot of unintended consequences, weren't there, of that lockdown. 100 million people were thrown into poverty They missed their treatments for cancer and other diseases. And how about the suicide and the the drug epidemic? We're not talking about that, but it's there. And of course, the lockdowns, who do they favor? The rich, who had one third the death rate of the poor. The declaration says, the, those who ordered the, the lockdown were utterly blind, Dr. Fauci most of all on this, utterly blind to the harms of the lockdown. There's other points that they make. how they, you know, they applied the wrong normal areas of action to, to this Chinese virus syndrome. A lot of scientists agreed with the declaration, but they were afraid to speak out publicly because of the politicization and the fact that they would be held accountable and lose their licenses. And the data shows this: this virus is not harmful to children who have a 99.998% survival rate, but you know what? You tell somebody that and you'll get jumped over. And jumped on. He noticed that, quote, the New York Times spent all summer on how dangerous COVID is for children. But that's all propaganda and gaslighting, ladies and gentlemen, because they want to keep us in fear and panic because that's when we, 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 we fold. And gosh, you know everybody folded from the Pope on down everybody folded no matter if you're religious or not they all folded even though there was live fetal cells there were cells that were extracted from a live fetus think of that involved with this, this process So, you know, a lot of people understood what was going on, but no one would listen to them. They were conspiracy theorists. Dr. Budakaria compared the death rates in Florida, my state, which limited lockdowns and lifted them as quickly as possible to California, which continues to impose restrictions. And once you adjust for the fact that Florida has one of the oldest populations in California, the youngest, the rates were nearly the same. It added, the disease had its way in both states. But the California citizens were tormented in a way we never had here in Florida. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. And he's not a, an anti-vaxxer either. He said, if you know, if you're old and you have your comorbidities, get the get the get the shot, which really isn't a vaccine, huh? Because it doesn't prevent you from getting it or transmitting the the Chinese virus. And even Ro- Rochelle Walensky of the CDC acknowledged that in highly vaccinated Israel and in Iceland, for example. There have been huge increases in cases. So Walensky from the CDC even recognizes it is not a vaccine. It does not stop you from getting it or spreading it. The public health establishment, starting with Fauci, failed us. They failed us, ladies and gentlemen. Fauci focused on a single thing, infection control. Quote, the idea that our entire social life can be upended by a narrow set of scientists, a narrow set of public health people. We have to build protections against that, he said. I mean, there were, there are were educated, good scientists around the world that warned us about all this, but they couldn't get their message out to the public. They could not get it out to the public. They had to go on shows like the Stu Peter Show. And by the way, if you go to my Telegram channel, which is Doc Ron Unfiltered, you'll, I, I, I post a lot of this. Just sign up at the Telegram. It's an encrypted website. Not like YouTube, which uh, every time I mention the Chinese virus, it took my shows down. Try try looking at at Telegram and see some of the things that are posted there. You know, and make up your own mind. You know, this Great Barrington Declaration, that's B-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N had 60,000 signatures. And some of the people that signed that declaration lost their jobs as a result of signing it. The politicians have taken over medicine. So I was just looking. Let's see if I can find it. I was looking over at the AMA website. And here's what here's what they have. Let me let me start. Uh, I have I have two articles I saved from there. The AMA strategic plan to embed racial justice and advance health equity. You know they're the ones that are telling doctors not to use ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine to treat the Chinese virus, which we know is, if it's used within the first five days, it could cure a lot of people and i forget the percentages but dr zelenko has cured almost 100 of the people he started on on the program they're telling physicians don't use it why are they advising and prosecuting physicians for not using a treatment that could cure people so it's okay to use hydroxychloroquine Uh, When you're treating arthritis or lupus, but it's a poison if you use it for the Chinese virus. Hello? So the AMA wants to promote art. They want to promote the science of medicine and the betterment of public health. But they want to do it with equity and a strategy for racial and social justice, health equity. So when you go in to see your physician as he's looking down at his uh, tablet or computer, not looking up, now he's going to, he don't care about your health or what the cause of your disease is. He's going to see what's your reaction to uh, critical race theory, equity, who's being depressed and who's not, who's being oppressed and who's not. They wanna embed racial and social justice in the AMA enterprise, culture, systems, policies, and practices. Build alliances and share power with historically marginalized and minoritized physicians and other stakeholders. You see where they're going? They've become a social justice organization and they should be concentrating what? On, on diseases, how to get people better. Don't you think that? Does that make sense to you, or am I crazy? So now the AMA has the Center for Health Equity. I have nothing against that, but why aren't we concentrating on getting people healthy and extending health span? We already know health, lifespan is decreasing. Well, if, we're, if, we're, if the lifespan is decreasing, people are a lot sicker, right? So why don't we see if we can make them healthier? Critical race theory. Racism, now part of the AMA. You know, you, you know and, and again, that's what uh, that's what happens. Makes your head blow off, ladies and gentlemen. Makes your head blow off. Let me take a deep breath. So I guess while we're on the subject, uh, you know, if, and that's a, another thing that's really getting where's all these autopsies of people that are dying. Why aren't they determining the cause of death in these Chinese virus patients? How many clots, what organs, what organs are affected? There aren't many autopsies done. And there's a physician at the Mayo clinic that's really, uh, upset about that. Why are they changing? Why is the CDC changing, uh, how to fill out death certificates, the definition of a vaccine never, it never included MRNA in it before. Now it does. Why they don't, they want anybody exempt from getting this shot. And what are, what are the long-term effects of this shot? Six months, a year from now, what are the long-term effects? You know what, we don't know because there's no studies. How about in children? What happens to children six months or, or 10 months away? And what happens to children when all these other vaccines, the measles, the mumps, the German measles, the hepatitis vaccines, so, and so forth, what happens when they're all mixed together? Where's the studies? You get a shot in your arm, how much stays in your arm, how much goes through all your body? What organs does it go to? Well, we know it goes to the heart, we know it goes to the lungs, and now we know it crosses the blood-brain barrier and goes to your brain. So are we gonna start seeing more strokes? Are we gonna start seeing more cancer because oxygen is not getting to vital organs? as reported by the conservative Treehouse, October 3rd, they they talk about Dr. Bosch. And I talked about him last year, B-O-S-S-C-H-E. He he was the one that told everybody that with a vaccine program that was instituted by Fauci, it would produce more variants. And you know what? He was laughed at, but it turns out he's been he's been shown right and he has been using now the israeli data to show how the widespread vaccination rates are creating pressure on the virus to mutate into variants with a higher level of contagion what that means is that normally as a virus uh, mutates it gets more contagious but less potent it doesn't kill as much. It just finds us. It, it, it gets less potent. He, Dr. Bosch says the unvaccinated group has been keeping the pressure down by defeating the virus and carrying natural immunity. However, as the unvaccinated population is increasingly made smaller, the pressure on the virus to mutate increases. Subsequently, these mutations stay at a higher and more effective level of infection. So now we're getting variants that evade the vaccine. There was a study and it's preprint print has not been uh, peer-reviewed uh, yet, concluded that those who are fully vaccinated against this COVID-19 are, in fact, more susceptible to COVID variant infections than the, uh, than the unvaccinated people. Dr. Bosch's theory was that vaccine antibodies would suppress natural antibody responses, allowing variants to slip through, and this seems to be what's happening. Interestingly enough, if you uh, know someone that's been double or triple vaccinated and they go get an antibody test, you know, some of them won't have antibodies after three or four months. But we're not, we're really not studying that, are we? Association between vaccine breakthrough cases and infection. We're not really studying that. but it definitely seems that fully vaccinated are more likely than the unvaccinated to be infected by the variants. So should we be really careful around vaccinated people because they carry the more resistant forms of this uh, Chinese virus? UK data show an increased COVID mortality among fully vaccinated individuals. So this data is raising questions about the wisdom of the injection campaign. You can look that up. You can see the numbers. And then something that was mentioned a year and a half ago, antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE, It's been a concern for vaccine strategists. That means uh, when you come up against a different variant of the virus, your body will attack your own body instead of the virus. Looks like some of this is coming true. You know, a great investigator investigational and independent journalist is Cheryl, S-H-A-R-Y-L, Atkinson, A-T-T-K-I-S-S-O-N. She has a nice website. Uh, I advise you to look at her website. But looks, she's the one that reported a lot on the antibody-dependent uh, enhancement. And antibody levels now, as I said, they're decreasing after the second dose, after you supposedly are fully vaccinated. But you know, you're not considered fully vaccinated until 14 days after your first dose or second dose of the if it's a Moderna or Pfizer. So if something happens after the second dose within a two week period, they don't the vaccine had nothing to do with it. If it happened more than 14 days, they got that magic number, then it could be and I mean, it probably is connected, but you'll never hear that they'll never make the connection. So, a lot of the studies come out of Israel, which is like a 90 some percent uh, injected. Antibody levels decrease rapidly after two doses of Pfizer coronavirus vaccine, a study by researchers at Sheba Medical Center published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And different people will find themselves below a certain antibody threshold for a period of six months. So what I'm saying is you have to make up your own mind about what you're going to do. I'm not against getting the jab. If you're elderly and have three or four other diseases, you know this 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 is probably a, a chance you, you should take. Well, if you're below 70 and are robust, healthy, not obese, don't have diabetes, you really want to think about whether you want to get this jab. So I'm not against the the jab, but, you know, we have to say, why are we going for 100% of people being jabbed? Is it the money? Is it because we want to make more trillionaires at Pfizer, Moderna, and at the CDC and the FDA and the WHO and and all the other trillionaires around here. We want to continue to make them rich. It looks like there's going to be noted a decline in your immunity from these MRNA shots six months after you got your last shot anyway. So it looks like you're going to be getting these shots ad infinitum. If these jabs work, why haven't the rates of infection gone down? Natural immunity is being poo-pooed, but every study after study shows that natural immunity confers longer-lasting and stronger protection against infection, against symptomatic disease, against hospitalizations caused by the Delta variant. So why are they saying natural immunity should not even be considered. Here's a fact you were reading, reading, and hearing about the breakthrough cases. They continue among those who have gotten one or more jabs. You know what? What you're not hearing, it's extremely rare to get COVID-19 after you have recovered from the infection. How rare do you say? Well, researchers from Ireland looked at 615,777 people who recovered from COVID-19. followed them for 10 months. And they, they said, quote, reinfection was an uncommon event. The reinfection rate was from zero to 1.1%. Averaged out about 0.27%. Natural immunity, natural immunity trumped the jab. You know, I'm gonna get off of this because, you know, Dr. McCullough, who's a risk his career and everything to to tell the truth uh, you know, you just listen to Dr. McCullough. Okay, he he also talks about uh, mass immunizations driving mutations. There are some doctors, before I get off of this, that are recommending considering yourself a high risk for COVID if you've received one or more jabs and implement known effective treatment at the first sign of respiratory infection. So look, ladies and gentlemen, you have the Zelenko Protocol, Z-E-L-E-N-K-O. You have the Math Plus Protocol. You have Dr. Thomas Levy's hydrogen peroxide. Okay. He has a free book called rapid virus recovery. Go look it up, download it. But you got to start these treatments as soon as possible. And that goes in my opinion, this is my personal opinion for anybody, whether you have gotten the jabs or not, you should start this protocol. Okay. So why is, why are we talking about this today? Because I want everyone as much as possible to take care of your own body to get educated. As I tell my grandchildren, if you follow the masses, sometime the M is missing. We need to think for ourselves. You know, when you go into a hospital, there's so many articles on this. Now the hospitals are only allowed to use remdesivir and put you on a ventilator, which is why they have such a high mortality rate once you go into a hospital. The remdesivir kills your kidneys. God, if you, if at the first sign of infection, if you could start uh, the Zelenko protocol, you'd never make it to the hospital. You would never need remdesivir. You'd never need a ventilator. And with so many Compromise individuals at the CDC and FDA, should we really, really inject our kids? Should we have our kids, our children wearing masks? Many, many, many studies have shown the fallacy of wearing masks. People getting nauseous, headaches, short of breath, blurred vision. How about communication abilities, especially in the elderly with your, which are, we're all losing our hearing anyway. I've told you from the beginning, mass lower oxygen levels. They raise your carbon dioxide, your CO2 levels in your blood. They trapped exhaled viruses. And then you re inhale them. And you know, just like you can't have oxygen, according to Dr. Warburg, a two time Nobel Prize winner, if you have enough oxygen in your body, you cannot get cancer. And what happens when your blood levels of oxygen decline? You're more susceptible to the Chinese virus. They give you a false sense of security. People are touching them and putting them in their pocket. Wearing them around their chins, then putting them over their nose. And how about if a mask? Well, if you uh, sneeze into your mask and you have some pathogens, and those plumes of of, of droplets go right up into your eyes. Cloth masks have been shown to increase contracting respiratory infections. So, please do your homework. Okay. There's articles out there if you need if you want help and find them, I'll find them for you, but one that came in this morning compares SARS-CoV-2 natural immunity to vaccine-induced immunity and that proves that the reinfection rate is, is hardly at all with natural immunity. Another one that came in today 22 studies and reports raise doubts about COVID vaccine efficacy. You can get that at Children's Health Defense. That's, That's Robert F. Kennedy's website, Children's Health Defense. Great website for information, Children's Health Defense. You'll see that study there. You'll see another study. Unvaccinated surviving better than vaccinated. So we know widespread community mask wearing does nothing to reduce or prohibit the spread of a respiratory viruses. Masks after being worn or should be treated as hazardous material. As I said, they limit your free oxygen. They ain't, they, they they make it hard to get rid of the carbon dioxide so it stays in your body. Most people aren't wearing their mask properly anyway. They're continually touching it. And you know, we've had coronaviruses before. This isn't anything new. We've survived it. We've survived worse. You know, if you have comorbidities and you're elderly, you're very susceptible to complications and even death from a respiratory infection, and maybe you're giving it to yourself by wearing a mask. You know, normally before uh, Fauci got involved and politics got involved and the billionaires got involved, it normally would take seven to 10 years to receive an approval for a new drug, treatment, or a medical device no no vaccine for coronavirus has ever successfully made it through clinical trials it's also true for this current jab because the clinical trial is ongoing and includes instead of rats billions of people around the world and if it was really effective it wouldn't require booster shots every few months Antibodies from the illness always provide better immunity than antibodies derived from a concocted vaccine. You know what? Doctors know this. Doctors know this. But how many of them are have the testicles to speak up? How many of them are just comfortable in their little world? So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope I didn't bore for you today but it's something i had to get off my chest because i'm seeing all this and please you know i talked to you last week about electromagnetic fields please do take them seriously especially if they when they launch this this 5g we're starting to see more cancers there's I, i'm not going to bore you with all the articles coming through but can cancers are increasing okay Major uptick is now also being seen in emergency room admissions from people suffering from acute organ failure. You know, why is this all of a sudden? Why last year did we hardly see any uptick in deaths, but this year we are seeing it since we started the JAB program? Please be careful, those cell phones. They're fun. They can make our life easier and multitask. They look they look pretty when they're decorated. We can check our email any place. But it's really hard, isn't it, to imagine, That they can be so much fun and helpful, but they're really causing cellular mutations and cancer. They're causing the cells to mutate. They're affecting the mitochondria, which is causing so many people to be tired and fatigued. And how hard is it to believe that the radiation that we're exposed to from them could be what is keeping those of us with chronic conditions from getting fully recovered? hard to think about, right? Because they're so useful. But there is a bio initiative report at www.bioinitiative.org 650 plus page report. It was put together by scientists and researchers from 10 different nations. 2000 studies. And what it was it about, it's about the damaging effects of cell phones and other sources of electromagnetic radiation. And it discusses the diseases that have been linked to them. There are some conspiracy theorists that think that there's graphene oxide in these jabs. and that 5G could could really mess mess up our bodies along with this 5G graphite which shouldn't be in our bodies when it may may act as an antenna so what we're getting back to my original topic for today it's time for you to be the CEO of your own body ask questions If you go to a a practitioner and he doesn't want to answer your questions, go to another one, do your homework, keep yourself and your family healthy. Okay. And please anybody, if you know a physician that could help a a dear uh, listener of ours. Okay. With hormone problems, either in the North Carolina area or in the, in the, in the, in the Southeast, Okay, we really, uh, really would appreciate uh, you getting back to me. Uh, Doc Ron Radio, D-O-C-R-O-N Radio at gmail.com. It's for a young 26-year-old woman. who We want to help. And remember, I'm on Telegram, Doc Ron Unfiltered. I'm on Rumble, Doc Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. I'm on Bitchute. A lot of you, I understand, are listening to me on um, Apple uh, Podcasts. I am on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, and the name of the podcast is Doc Ron, Dr. Ron, D.R. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, to get some of the latest news you're not going to hear from the mainstream misinformation stations. And so we'll get back and off of this subject. I just need you to, to take care of yourself and we'll get back and talking about electromagnetic fields, frequency healing, which may be the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel as we, we break down uh, our political system, our religious system, our medical system and get back to basics the way things used to be okay. healing with frequencies we had a little introduction of, of this topic a couple months ago with dr jerry smith but you know everything is frequencies there's no empty space in space there's frequencies there's things going over there's around us all the time there's scalar energy there's there's a wealth of information that nikola tesla brought to us in the in the uh, early 19th century we have to talk about that because that might be a way of healing people. Well, there's a way of healing people, but we have to get it out there. We have to let, try and explain it to you without so much physics. So that's where we'll be, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, and uh, I'll see you next week. Have a great week.
1: Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health the man you got to see he has a lot more answers for you so tune in next week when the doctor is in the house or when the doctor is in the house and let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house the doctor is if you have a strain, call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. See you next week.